Yes, it's me. Welcome to episode 37. <laughs> Which is how not a lot of people say it. I'm pretty much doing a 2020 recap for this uh, episode. So if you don't like that, just... <sighs> no. No, it's not 2 in the morning. Why would you ask again? So, something cool. I don't know if it's the start of the end times or whatever, but there's a lot of stuff going down. For example, the leader of Scientology has gone missing up until last night. So, he, he went missing like nobody could find him. Because that's what missing means. All of a sudden, David Miscavige from Scientology, the leader of said Scientology, he went to a an event, New Year's Eve event, to host it. And recently, since he's gone missing, there was some some crazed gunman who approached the, the Church of Scientology in Los Angeles trying to kill David Miscavige. No, sorry. That is... That is there to help sink in David's lie, which is, oh, yeah, I skipped town because my life is in danger. No. David Miscavige skipped town because he did not want to be served papers for a child trafficking lawsuit that he is being served for. January 20th is the next trial, or the next day for this. I think it's the trial. And some big, big names are probably going down. In a big way, I really hope that we can trust the legal system, the justice system, to take these people down. We put a bunch of little, little menaces of society in prison for life. But David Miscavige is a, an enormous menace to society. Those are the people that the devil influences. I believe that demons are meant to influence people in their day-to-day -day lives. The devil will influence people in power who make huge decisions on a nation-wide basis. And I'm only including David Miscavige in this to say that there's a lot more where that came from in, in our politics, our media today is full of these nasty, nasty people who have not been exposed for the ongoings that they continue to do. I have heard that Kanye has gone missing. There were pictures that surfaced of him a couple days ago that showed that he had been at church on one of the... recently. But we don't know when those pictures were taken. We have no idea. They could grab stock photos, they could hold on to pictures for the right moment, and that's how you would keep people off your trail. If, if you kidnapped a celebrity, and then two weeks later you post pictures of them someplace else and make it look like live pictures. No. No, that's, uh, we don't really know what's going on there, but, um, I hope that Kanye stays safe. I have to put my anxiety to rest and just kind of let the justice system hopefully do its thing. I just think that the court and the laws, they consider themselves to be impenetrable, but they're not. They do have weak points that people can find. People can manipulate the justice system if they have money and resources to. And I, I mean, if, if somebody like David Miscavige is about to lose his life, you best bet he's going to be fighting, clawing, 
gnashing his teeth at everything that gets in his way. Well, yeah, I don't know. Enough about that nonsense. That's not really any part of my recap. 2022 was such a year. It was pretty new territory all around. I started the year in sobriety, doing well in my weight loss. I was pursuing a relationship with somebody that increasingly didn't want to see me anymore. And since I felt that from them, my, atten my attachment to them became very strong. That turns into thinking about them for every second of every waking moment. It even hindered my sleep. Where I would just sit there or lay there and think about this person or what I wanted to say to, to them. Or just think back to what had caused them to push me away, to push themselves away, re remove themselves from the equation. That is a very painful, painful experience to have somebody just pulling away from you. And this, this was the most that I had ever felt it, you know, especially when it's a romantic interest. I think that's when it hurts the most. Because platonic or familial, it hurts, but it's not the same. You don't have the romantic aspect of it there. So, this one really, really hurt. So, on top of that, you know, increasingly painful rejection, I felt nastiness brewing in between my siblings and I. Small little passive-aggressive behavior I was really tired of. Favoritism and purposeful exclusions. You know, I'm going to laugh at what you say, but I'm not going to laugh at anything you say. That type of stuff. I felt none of them supported my TikTok or were, you know, they were just bored of it. Uh, I felt their mindset became like, uh, oh, you think you're a celebrity? Oh, okay, well, you're calling to us and we're going to make sure that you know that. Uh, I had been fighting with this person that I was romantically pursuing for probably a week now, just over text. I put my siblings into a group chat in the same week. I must have been feeling... I was feeling a lot that I, I don't even know that I could break it down for you. Um, I added my siblings into a group chat and then I sent them a really long message. And um, thinking that I was maybe starting a dialogue or that we would be... that the, the, the discussion would continue and all my siblings ended up just leaving the group chat. They just left. So on, on February 22, 2022, that date will always stick in my mind, 02, 22, 2022. I must have woken up and chosen violence. Uh, I texted my siblings individually and I just personally attacked them. You know, not with like cuss words or stuff like that. It was like, I'm going for the creative, how can I hurt you with my words type of text because, um, I'll, I'll explain. You know, I really couldn't believe that they just left the group instead of giving me feedback like, hey, maybe this isn't the best way to be talking about this. Um, so beca because I saw it as like them versus me, like they didn't even want me around when I get the sense that somebody doesn't want me, I go, fine, now you can't have me. Good luck getting me back. And because I was already feeling that on a very romantic pursuit of not being wanted, I didn't, I felt like 
man, I, I'm full when it comes to rejection and people not want me around in my personal life. I'm full. I can't handle another drop of it. And so this is what I did to the other person that I was romantically interested in. I sent her a text too, just exploding my chances with the future with her. It was like, if you can't get off the fence in relation to me, then I'm going to break the fence down. You have to make a decision. I'm not a piece of garbage that you can just, uh, do I want this? Oh, maybe Goodwill? No, sorry. If you can't decide, I'm going to make the decision for you. And if I have to make the decision for you, the answer is going to be no. It's going to be no, I don't want him in my life. Now we head into March. I have just isolated myself from my whole family. I have my birthday pretty much alone. My parents took me out to dinner, but there was a lot under the surface there. I also open up a weekend, the weekend of my birthday. <laughs> I open up a weekend of stand-up comedy for Adam Ray. Uh, he came up from Los Angeles and booked a, booked a weekend in my hometown, and he asked me to to open for him. So I did 10, 10 minutes in two nights, so that's 20 minutes total. And um, I was pleased with how I delivered my material both nights, but the crowds were pretty silent. Caught me off guard a little bit, because I know that there were some good jokes in there. Might just need to be some tweaking on my part, uh figuring out how to deliver it a little bit more. But some of the jokes I also think go over their head too a little bit, and that's a bummer. That's a bummer. So articulating them a little bit differently would, would be nice. But during this same month of March, I started getting paid to wear some of these shirts, like Chris Farley, Tommy Boy shirts. And I was paid to make three different skits, you know, recreate three different Chris Farley scenes. So I did that, um, and that was March. I didn't realize that people's lives could be, their personal lives could be so in the trenches. Even if they, even as they have professional opportunities come to light. That's a new concept to me this year. That, um, you know, nobody watching me do stand-up or watching my online content is really going to know any of the stuff happening behind the scenes in my life. I don't even know any online content creators who are going to air out their laundry on a podcast like this. Uh, I did not have a job this whole year. It was all social media, um, which added to some of the hardship because I was also taking edibles and drinking more than I ever have. So how do you, how do you support that if you're not really working? This was all new territory to me. Like I said, I had never been in any of these positions before, not talking with my family, being presented with opportunities to be, you know, to open for comedians, to act like Chris Farley and get paid for that. Meanwhile, the summer was just spent getting high and drunk inside my apartment, you know, doing my podcast, making videos. There was a span of about five days where I don't think I stepped outside at all. And the fresh air was almost like shocking. That was my summer, you know. Where it's like, yeah, some of the videos I was making, any of the videos I made this year were just from my apartment. You know, and I, I isolated on purpose because people see an addict in the decisions that he's making, but they don't stop to ask where those decisions might be coming from within him. You know, a lot of times it's tremendous pain and not feeling seen, heard, or understood. Feeling like the black sheep, like the ugly duckling, the, that can drive a person 
that can drive a person to seek out other means of friendship, quote-unquote. The opposite of a relationship is a vice. The opposite of a vice is a relationship. It's hard to make friends with people who don't smoke weed. If you're a stoner, stoners are, are they build their communities off of smoking weed with each other. So hanging out with somebody who doesn't, it's like, ugh, I gotta work my weed schedule around hanging out with them. You know, it's uh, mental gymnastics for the addict to do in, in terms of just not hanging out with somebody, but it's hard to do work in that state of being and, and routine lifestyle. Trying to make this just one big vacation is not how it works. And with me not making the money that I need to be making, it affects other people around me, so then they just start paying for the vacation that I'm trying to take. I'm sure they would like a vacation, you know? I'm sure everybody would like to sit at home and smoke and drink and play video games and make a couple videos and get sort of paid to do it, you know? And then in this nastiness, just a pool of crap, you know? I'm just sitting in a pool of crap going, ah, ah, ah. Just unwilling to see that it's a pool of crap and do anything to get out of it. So one thing that happened was um, I got pretty much, you know, canceled this year. Which I don't even know how that works. People come back from being canceled and it's like, there's no freaking rule book. So one thing that I did learn is to not be on TikTok drunk at 4 in the morning. Or at least not to leave comments in that state of mind because I left a comment on the on a video and people lost their mind about it. The messages that I was getting were so disgusting and vile, even repeating them would be too much for YouTube. It was like I threw a pebble at a bunch of people. A little pebble. I throw a pebble at a bunch of people and then all of those people they pick up rocks and bows and arrows, semi-automatic firearms, and flamethrowers. And they think they're justified. Because I threw a pebble. Shooting all, all of that ammunition back at me for the pebble is justified to them. Since that's their logic, I have no respect for them. For meeting violence with violence. No. I should not have left the comment, no, I should not have been on TikTok at 4 a.m. drunk. That's what I get out of this. The The comment that I left, I still stand by. And I, I don't feel the need to get into all that right now. I'm sure it's still online somewhere. So the next time that they try and cancel me, it'll go much differently, I promise you. I will turn the spotlight back on them and try and make as many skits as I need to to get the point across. I'm not going to be bullied by people who, who have this self-appointed sense of authority to cancel others on the internet. When I guarantee you they would never want somebody looking into their personal life like they're trying to look into others. Never. Because of their own bullshit, dude. I mean, everybody's got skeletons in the closet. And for you to just call somebody else out about, you know, whatever they did and not and not have any sense of like, oh, yeah, but I've also done this in my life, so maybe I don't have any room to speak. No, they're not going to look at it like that. They never ever would. And that's that's why they're just bullies. That's that's it. Uh, I made another movie this year. I I made a couple of them, but I'm talking about ending my movie trilogy, 
this year. You know, in, in my horror movie trilogy, I share the beginning, middle, middle, and end of life attached to a vice. Three movies in the horror genre that tell what alcoholism, pot addiction, porn addiction, the only single place that that leads to is death. This third movie, this ending the trilogy out, I got funded by people online and, and had actors come, come and act with me. It turned out awesome. I'm extremely proud of the movie that I made and my mission statement behind it. I want to bring to light the taboo subjects that people often refrain from talking about simply because it's so uncomfortable. But if we stick with the discomfort, the darkness grows and grows until somebody puts a stop to it. And if you've seen, or if you will see in my movie, uh, somebody does put a stop to it. So that's my movie, but kind of circling back around, I finished out this year with some really good holiday time with my family. My siblings and I have done three therapy sessions this year, and that, that has been very beneficial. Thanksgiving and Christmas were really good. Even in October, I made a movie called Cain and Abel with my brother, uh, which I felt the need to tell. In, in my text to Kobe back in February, what was the date again? I said, I referred to him as, as Cain from that story, Cain and Abel, and not even realizing that I was also projecting my own self onto him with, with my words to him. He, he made the movie with me. And it was a really good time. I think it's a really powerful two-and-a-half-minute movie. And I am excited for 2023, but I can't have expectations for the year. I can have hopes for the year, but having expectations since 2020, entering into a new year, is not a good plan. Because, because I don't know what what I am expecting from the year. I just know that it's big. 2021, I was expecting big things. And there was like May and June, they had some big stuff. And that was it. 2022, there was nothing. I was just like, man, this year needs to be over and done with quick. And same with 2023, man, is um, hopes are big, expectations are none. I'm just trying to have none. And we will take it every day at a time. In saying that, my hopes and dreams for 2023 are big. I want to always be making a short film. I would love to get on a streaming service this year. I would love to put my own stand-up show on this year. Whether or not those things will happen, I don't know. But I, I have high hopes. I really do. I have high hopes for my sobriety, for my health journey. And for all of you to uh, stick with me means literally so much. So, you know, at least at least until the next time I get canceled. And then you can unfollow me for a couple days. But then after that, yeah, you have to follow back. All right. Thank you guys for being here and listening. Happy New Year. Later.